We're here with Jordan Hart, who's the executive director of the Greater Holyoke Chamber of Commerce. Jordan, uh, I've been a, I, basically, I've been a newspaper person for many years. And as we know, newspapers are just, they're very, they're few. But media continues. And I learned early on in my career that the first thing you look at is the business pages of a newspaper, because that will tell you a lot about that community, as will the sports pages. But it's basically like business and then the news and then the sports and features. Um, how's business in Holyoke? I think business in Holyoke is really finding its anchor in our community. I've I've been with the chamber for 10 years now, so I've seen how the business community has really evolved over the past decade. I think a lot of that has to do with the cannabis industry coming in and being this anchoring manufacturer that has the capital to come in and invest in a lot of these dilapidated buildings. And I think that other businesses recognize that cannabis brings in more people. So throughout 2020, we saw a lot of new restaurants and smaller shops opening up and really starting to evolve in our downtown. For the munchies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to just highlight downtown. I mean, we've seen business development all throughout the city. I think that every ward, every community, neighborhood rather within the city has seen growth and has seen more people come into their, their establishments. I think that also coming out of the pandemic, people were home for so long. So people were really itching to get out. However, with that, we've seen inflation and we've seen prices rise and we've seen a lack in the workforce. So there's a lot of troubling aspects that are happening nationwide, but we're really feeling those effects close to home as well. You know, businesses have to keep up with the supply and demand and the rising price costs, but then so does the consumer. And the consumer also has rising price costs with heat, with rent, with groceries, et cetera. So it's also trying to find that balance with like, how can I profit, still be a profitable, profitable business, but also recognize that my consumer is struggling at the same time. So I think that businesses are really trying to struggle and have found a balance, you know, um, but I think the big part is trying to find help and paying people livable wages while also trying to keep up with the rising costs. So it's kind of this cat and mouse game that, you know, our economy as a nation is really struggling with, but we're really seeing the effects also here in Holyoke. Uh, yeah. The other day I, I went to este, one of the Puerto Rican restaurants and La Bianda, you know, the root vegetables, mm -hmm. they were so expensive. And that's actually should be like the cheapest part of a of a meal is you know because like it's like potatoes basically and it, it blew me away and and i was told well it's is that that root vegetables are very expensive and what you said about the business owners struggling between their own high prices that they have to pay mm -hmm. and keeping the customers coming so that the as as you say the consumer contracting for their services or for their products buying their products how does that get resolved in in the long run then how do we how do businesses keep getting people in in their doors even as their prices are higher and the consumer necessarily does not have a higher pay right so i think a lot of that what i've seen especially you know i want to say after hours but certainly 
I think that, you know, lunch specials for during the workday is always really appealing. Having, you know, a warming place that you can bring colleagues, that you can bring clients, um, whatever the case may be. But I think what I've seen in terms of a lot of our local restaurants is that they're bringing in entertainment or they're doing some kind of activity. So it's making your trip, your investment, I should say, going out worthwhile because, oh, I get to do karaoke or I get to watch a play or I get to, you know, enjoy um, live music, whatever the case may be. Restaurants in particular are are bringing in customers, having them, um, you know, buy things from the bar, from their from their kitchen, but then they're also having added entertainment on top of that. So it's more of an experience because I feel that businesses recognize that going out is now an investment. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's true. Wow. Este, yeah, it's not like it exactly. Before inflation, before pandemic, going out wasn't as big a challenge as it is now no. on the purse or the wallet or whatever. It was like, where people. are we going out tonight? Yeah. Whereas like, oh, can I afford to go out tonight? Yeah. I just spent $200 right. in At groceries gr- for right. one week as opposed to two weeks where it used to be. Oh, yeah. You know, okay, so how does the how does the chamber advocate for businesses and with our local le- lawmakers or uh, like I know that they used before the pandemic there used to be legislators' breakfasts mm-hmm. and then you know chamber the uh, directors used to go to that and mm-hmm. and then establish these close uh, ties with lawmakers and help them help uh, businesses uh, be able to thrive. One thing that I feel that I have seen in, you know, where our our state legislation really focuses is, is a lot on the housing and the rising housing costs, um, which I think then will in turn, it's, you know, it's a ripple effect. So if um, residents are paying less in rent or they're paying, paying less in their mortgage, they then have more money to go out. There's more of that kind of like um, like spare funds where people can go and use that to to go out, to go shopping, whatever the case may be. Um, so I think that's been a huge focus, especially as we're, we've been seeing the rise in homelessness. So I think that in, from my point of view, I've seen a lot of the legislators really tackle the housing crisis. And I think once that gets tackled, we'll start to see more things fall into place. But um, it's really funny how all of the, it's like an onion and every layer is connected. You know, you can't have a whole onion with the, the core missing. And so I think that we've, we're seeing this ripple effect of, of everything is rising. It's not just one area. It's not, you know, it was gas for a while and then everything else was kind of, you know, tolerable, but now everything is kind of like everyone's struggling. You're so right. And when you said the onion, yeah, we all cry. It's a, everything is related to each other. What does that mean? Are we on like on a runaway train? So when is this going to turn into uh, a region that can again, if they have a, re- reduce the homelessness mm-hmm. by a lot? I don't know that it can be completely eliminated, but it can be reduced by a lot. Mm-hmm. Everything, public education, the whole thing is all related. Is there like a long term, like what five years from now, do you, do you have guesses on what is it going to be like or next year if we don't fix these things, as you said, with the housing crisis, which is rents that are too high, 
interest rates that are high, then mortgages are really high or people can't get loans to get a house or they don't have money to pay rent. And then until that problem is, o sea, wow, this is so complicated. It's so layered. What's the <clears throat> prognosis? You know, I, I wish I knew, you know, me personally, you know, I barely make enough and I am, I need a second job, but then I'm like, I have to work six days a week. I have a six year old at home. You know, I still want to be able to, to do things with her and create um, a robust childhood for her. But it's like, I'm also struggling and I, I struggle to, to pay my bills and it was never like that. And, um, it's between, you know, my mental health and my emotional well-being and, and being, a present parent to making enough to, to live comfortably. And it's, I think that everyone's walking that really fine line and, you know, it, it, it's affecting everyone, even our farmers, you know, we run the farmers markets and, you know, with the seasons that how the way that our summer was, we, it rains so much. So a lot of the farmers struggle to have enough crops and make enough money. So then we're seeing high prices at farmers markets even, and, you know, even just food in general is just expensive and it's like people have to pick and choose where they're going to be spending their money and for me when I got promoted to as director in 2021 I really recognized that we're we're serving we're a chamber that's serving a struggling economy and you know Holyoke's not unique in that sense but Holyoke is unique in the sense that we've been a struggling economy for a long time and one the first one of the first things that I did back in 2021 was to look at our due structure. Okay, people are going to be picking and businesses are going to be picking and choosing where they're putting their money because their bottom line is being affected as well as everybody else's. So I made sure that we came up with an affordable due structure, which was appealing to small to large businesses in the Holyoke and greater Holyoke area. And I think that we've seen tremendous growth in that regard. In the past two and a half years, we've we've gotten almost 35 new members. And that's an amazing, that's amazing. Where's the applause thing on this thing? <laughs> yeah, that's great. And a lot of those are small businesses. And a lot of those are recognizing that we're, we're I, say, I say we, but I am a chamber of one but that we're showing up in the community and that we're really passionate about serving the people of Holyoke and making sure that businesses in, in our community, no matter what type of business you are, feels that there's a place for them within our chamber. Chambers tend to be really um, sought as, you know, exclusive white collar um, organizations. And, you know, for, for, for me, that's not, that's not Holyoke. Holyoke is, a very tight-knit community that cares a lot about its community and we need to make sure that we're a reflection of that community so I want everyone to feel welcome coming into our doors to feel that they belong here you know I don't I'm not fluent in Spanish but I speak enough Spanish oh my god I thought you were so that's how I was talking to you in Spanish oh, earlier no, <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew what you were saying, so it's fine. But for the most part, when folks come in, you know, I can understand what, they, what their needs are and I'm able to help them. And I think even them trying to speak English, me trying to speak Spanish, it's like we're building that bridge because we're all, we're all in this together. So we need to stop working against each other. So I really think that if we all stick together and we keep working hard and keep standing up for what it is that we need as a business community to thrive – 
you know, we can see magic happen. You know, through mass development, um, we've been grateful to, again, get funding for uh, TDI District, which is Transform and District Initiative. And our fellow Kevin, his his focus is on High Street from Suffolk to 391. And so that's a, a huge section of High Street that has not seen any type of economic development in a very long time. It's a very rough part of High Street, if you will. And so there's um, lots of grant opportunities for people to come in and revitalize that part of High Street so that we can kind of have this cohesive downtown. So as folks are coming into our city, as residents are driving through our city, we have this nice flow of a downtown because um, I think Holyoke forgot the importance of what a downtown is. And we have all the tools in the toolbox right here, but we just need to put it together and work together. So we have a High Street Business Association, and we're really trying to start the establishment of a business improvement district so that we can help bring that uh, vitality back to downtown and really help support our downtown businesses. We have new investors coming in who are recognizing that we need to have more residents living in our city. The more people living in Holyoke, the more that our businesses can thrive because we have more people to support them. But you see a lot of our restaurants in, in downtown, specific, even throughout the city, they close early because there's just not enough people to come in and to support that. And you have some people who don't want to, who want to go out late, who who do go out late and they don't have that opportunity in our city because there's not enough people coming into the city to support the need to stay open later. Are, are a lot of the businesses... Um, as you you were saying, they're small businesses. They're not necessarily white collar businesses. Is Holy Media part of the chamber? Yes. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, is there? Uh, you know, there's the, oh, Dios mio, Tessa Murphy Rambaletti. She's the director of um, E for All, mm-hmm. and that's for like one or two person businesses to launch their businesses. Um, yeah, so Ifra and Para Todos, they're, they're our neighbors. Um, mm-hmm. Tessa and I call each other our work wives, so we have a really <laughs> great working relationship. We um, co-write a lot of grants together to help bring, for uh, business and technical assistance. Mm-hmm. So through that, we actually hire um, a business consultant. Her name is Lisa Tots. She went through the E4L program. She's been a member of the chamber for a really long time, so it was kind of a natural fit. Mm-hmm. So she's really in tune with the businesses and the business community. She's a systems woman, mm-hmm. so you need a good system when you're running a business. <laughs> so we pay her to provide free business and technical assistance. So she can help anyone from getting a, um, a business certificate to applying for an EIN number, how to access grant funding based on your type of business, whether you're LGBTQ+. Um, plus whether you're you know, um, a BIPOC business, woman-owned business, veteran-owned business, whatever the case may be, there's specific grant opportunities out there based on the type of business owner that you are. So she's really helpful in guiding businesses for that. Um, and if you know language is a barrier, we, we bring on an interpreter and a translator to help aid that so that no one gets turned away. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Tessa and I work really well together. And for me, I wanted to make our 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 lowest base level which is for entrepreneurs and solopreneurs which is 150 a year it can be broken quarterly biannually monthly i really want our chamber to work for you as much as you work for us you know we're uh, we're a team is how the mentality that i bring to that so um i wanted to create a natural pipeline for the entrepreneurs who are graduating from that program to be able to understand what it is so that they can maintain that 
engagement with the business community because once they graduate from the program, there's not really too much one-on-one interactions between the um, entrepreneur and Iferale Para Todos. So I really wanted to create that pipeline so that they can kind of continue that journey to better flourish their business. So my point, I'm sorry, my point with our, our events is to really build those relationships and build those connections. So if you come to our events, which are free, our networking events are free for members. <coughs> I'm so sorry, excuse me. No um, worries. <laughs> this is the no sorry zone. Never say sorry <laughs> in this area. <laughs> and for me, it's like, it's not about coming, oh, I'm going to this chamber events. Like, oh, I'm going to go see a friend. I'm going to go build some connections, build those relationships. Because when it comes time for you to, oh, I need to get my car fixed. Oh, I'm looking for, you know, a, a mortgage broker, X, Y, and Z, whatever the case may be. You know somebody because you've been to those chamber events and you've built that relationship and you're more apt to do business with someone that you have a relationship with. You're more apt to refer someone who you know personally, who you have that relationship with. So that's the purpose of our of our networking events is to build those relationships and therefore and and grow your business essentially. That's really cool. You know, I, I'm wondering and, and this is a slam on the tradespeople who charge a gazillion dollars, you know whether they're plumbers, electricians, uh, which are like the main tradespeople that most people call, mm-hmm. they charge so much money. Yeah. And I, it, it just seems that, uh, how does, how does, like, I understand, I understand that capitalism supply, you know, hey, supply and demand. Well, there's a big demand for tradespeople, so they have raised their rates. But in Holyoke, raising your rates so high and wanting, you know, for like five minutes of their time. It is, it's, it's a, it's such a slap in the face on residents, especially and people who, who struggle to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. And I have basically depleted my savings account paying for water and electricity and shopping at the supermarkets. And it's just, gas all of that yeah it's it's a it's a never-ending cycle and i'm not putting it all on the tradespeople, but i think that some businesses to put it that way it just seems like they're out of control almost like they're their own little wall streets yeah you know and and they can do whatever they want there's no control on them if there's no control on wall street why should there be any control on a particular tradesperson that's not fair at the same time it's just how can that I mean how can that be controlled also I mean I I had a situation where actually somebody was charging a lot of money and I had to ask them hey look what you're asking for it takes me like more than two weeks to get paid you know and you were here for an hour and a half you know come on please give me a break you know please with respect to you and your profession and they agreed. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, it just, it really, it just bumps me out. It really bumps me out that. Yeah, that you, you shouldn't have to put yourself in that vulnerable place. Yeah. To ask that. Yeah. Yeah. And when you think that a lot of people across the country and, and obviously then here too, a lot of the heads of households are women and women who, and most of the women struggle Mm-hmm. And then to have, you know, market prices super high, 
tradespeople come and fix something, it's super high. Yeah. Gas is still super high. Right. You know, it's like I, I find I, w- I don't even know what I can say. Wow, that was, you know, really good. I mean, I, I paid, you know, $10 for this meal. But wow, they they gave us so much that, you know, it's really like $5 because tomorrow I'll, I'll still be able to eat from that plate. Mm-hmm. And so how does when does this just like like stop, you know, blow up and then, you know, prices come down? Is this a federal problem? Is it a state problem? It's I, it it. Is it that they're not regulations? Um, I don't, so I, I'm I mean, lost in this I think high it, price society. It's all of that. I mean, of course, you know, we're at the mercy of our federal government, you know, first our state, but then our state's at the mercy of our federal government. So I think it's a federal problem that then just trickles down and, and then you just feel it close to home. And, you know, historically, w- women get paid less than men. And so, you know, there's so many socio inequalities and inequities that take place. So it, it, it's a very layered situation that we're seeing. And I think that we're, we're seeing a lot of people figuring out how to do a lot of these home improvement um, tasks on their own. You know, they're calling their friend who who went. I think a big part is that we could really utilize our our vocational students at Dean and really give them the opportunity and, and the job training experience. But we're also seeing a lot of people like learning how to grow their own food and, and cooking from home. And so it's it's a very layered problem that we're all facing. And, you know. I think that I don't I don't know how we end this. I mean, we've seen a lot of these issues in the past, but it's it's starting to spiral out of control if it's not already at that point. Yeah. And then what happens, Jordan? You're the guru. Yeah, I I know, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But you start to see people get burnt out. I mean, you, you know, you see people having to overwork themselves so that they can afford to live then you're starting to see them burn out, then they're not showing up as the best um, version of themselves, then, you know, then you get sick. It's like, it's, it's this never ending cycle. And I think a lot of it is really trying to find that balance and really trying to, it's almost like honing in and be like, okay, like, what do I really need? And it's like this need versus wants, like, what do I really need to be happy and to be able to survive instead of being like, oh, you know, I really want that. But if you don't need that, it's like you have to try and and it's like there's no disposable income anymore. So you have to be really right cognizant and really aware of like where you're putting your dollars. And, you know, it's it's I don't know how to fix it. I mean, I feel that our businesses are doing the best that they can to stay affordable and some of them are hurting, but a lot of our, our nighttime businesses are hurting because of the the public safety issues that are happening in our city as well. Yeah. So, you know, again, oh, yeah, like, another layer. Throw, yeah, like, let's <laughs> throw public safety on this now. Um, right. So I don't know, Natalia, it's 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 a tricky subject because, you know, we can only do so much. You know, we have opportunities for folks to be able to connect with their with um, Rep Duffy and Senator Vilas and his office and really advocate for that. And, you know, um, Senator Vilas did secure the Greater Holyoke Chamber a significant earmark, which we'll be able to use to help businesses with code compliance updates. And there's a grant going on right now through the city for code compliance updates so businesses can 
you know, who need a new sprinkler system, for example, you know, our fire department's really cracking down. Um, as they should. As they should, um, mm-hmm. which is uh, unfortunate that it has not been like that in the past. So I think businesses got comfortable with that. Um, I don't want to say neglect, but kind of. The status quo. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, but also businesses, as you as you have been saying, they don't have a, a big savings account yeah. to to do things either. Everybody's struggling. One hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a new sprinkler system. Whoa, you know it's crazy. And then Whoa. a lot of the developers need to put in completely new electrical, and you know, yeah. in in order for us to see the kind of economic thrive that our city needs. Mm-hmm. There's so much capital that needs to come to the surface before because we've had so much neglect on our buildings. And it's, you know, I've definitely seen over the past decade, even the past five years, how much we've evolved and how much we've grown. And I think that there's a lot of fresh energy in the people who are running our city, which is really helpful. Um, I think that it, that's just the narrative for the Garcia administration is to really focus on our downtown and our our community our sense of community so that we can grow on that and enhance that and so we've seen a lot of support and we've seen a lot of you know like with the paper city food festival which we're involved in we did our third annual one this year and then fiesta patronales and of course the saint patrick's day parade you know pride fest we're seeing a lot of cultural and community-based events that are happening in our city which i think is bringing us closer and almost like giving us a sense of hope and and allowing us to kind of forget about all the financial worries that we have. Um, So I think that we're seeing a lot of businesses really step up to the plate to provide the opportunity for other businesses. Like we're seeing banks support these, these events so that smaller businesses can get supported. And then we're bringing people into our community to, to see what Holyoke can do, what's to see what Holyoke can offer and to see what our businesses can offer. Because there's a lot of opportunities in our city, but um, it's like unless you're in tune with Holyoke and and you you come here often, you Holyoke's not really folks' first choice when they come to do business, and we need to to work, continue working to change that. Yeah, and you know, it re- there's this place where the Lynch School used to be mm-hmm. that has been empty ever since it was you know a, a it was completed. I think it was completed like a year and a half or two years ago. They're struggling to bring businesses in. Right. And I'm 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 amazed because that's such a highly trafficked did I say that right? Yeah. There's tons of traffic there. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean that cars don't move. I mean that cars do move. Yeah. They're coming off the highway, they're getting on the highway, all this. A on Route Five, Northampton Street. What's up with that? I don't, you know, and that's interesting because, and they did a beautiful job. I know yeah. that, that caused a lot of controversy internally, but, you know, you you can't deny that they did a beautiful job. They did. Um, Colvest did putting putting that property there. And, um, you know, there was going to be a hot table. At, you know, I hear a lot of rumors and yeah. I don't know what ends up happening. I don't know um, if it's our local government that's giving them a lot of issues. Um, you know, we don't, ha- we've never really had the um, reputation of being business friendly. I think that that's really starting to shift. Yeah. You know, we do have really, we have the highest tax rate, commercial tax rate in the Commonwealth. We're one of the poorest communities in the Commonwealth. So, you know, it's like, make that make sense. And, you know, I think 
we can't keep putting bur- those kinds of burdens on the business community. It's not fair for the residents either, but I think we're not going to see that shift until we bring more people and bring more businesses into the community. But that's going to be hard to do when, you know, the um, when the housing market is, is out of control, when you have so many vacant buildings that have more than enough potential, but it's going to cost, you know, half a million dollars and up to be able to get it so that it's you know turnkey ready so it's it's just such an interesting imbalance that we're seeing right now and you know i i think we're we're making progress but you know we're certainly not there yet but i i feel like we have the right people in the right places to make that change happen we are getting a lot of interest with our high street business association so that we can then advocate and really bring in um more opportunities and and really help make our our streets safer so people feel that they can come downtown um, Holyoke and, and, you know, go to Gillis Insurance or that they can go and have, um, you know, lunch at El Pariso Colombiano and really support our downtown businesses. So, you know, there's a lot of, again, like the, the layering aspect, um, you know, public safety is a huge problem. So we need to really focus on public sa- safety and making sure that our streets look appealing and clean. And, and that's why the High Street Business Association has been really trying to focus on what a business improvement district could do for not only the businesses within the district, but on, for our community as a whole, because we'll start to see that ripple effect. The public safety aspect is, you're right, it, that's part of it. Uh, oh, yeah, but... This city, I've heard from businesses, as have you, it's hard to start a business. Mm -hmm. The permitting is, it's complicated rather than streamlined. Right. And of course, the city has to, the city council has to make sure that whatever business is opening, they're doing it by the books. Mm -hmm. But maybe the books need to change a little bit so then it's not complicated. And then what you brought out earlier, that the price that they have to pay per square foot Wow, it's really high. Right. And then, so then us, the consumer, we're paying more, not only because what they have to buy costs more, but what they have to pay the city of Holyoke costs more. Mm-hmm. And then now we really can't afford to go there. Right. I mean, you mentioned uh, a restaurant. I love that restaurant. And I I can't go as often as I would like, right. even though they give giant portions that help you into the next day. Uh, just because of that, I, basically when I go out now, it's that I'm being treated to going out mm-hmm. because I don't have that extra cash to to pay, right? Uh, you know, for 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 lunch for lunch. Mm-hmm. We're talking about lunch, yeah. And you know, I wouldn't like to see more fran- What is it? Franchises coming in, mm-hmm. like you know, a Subway or that that sort of thing. It, McDonald's is very expensive. Yeah. Also, I, I, it blows my mind how everything is out of control. Mm-hmm. And I want to support local businesses, so I'll go to local businesses. The only reason I go to that fast food joint is because this young lady likes going there. <laughs> if they otherwise, no. And what do we, you know, what's what's in store for us? Is it going to get worse? From what you've been seeing, of people have been telling you as director of the chamber. I mean, 
I want, I'm a glass half full kind of girl, so I want to stay hopeful. But I mean, it's really hard. I, I, you know, employment has been an issue for years now. Mm. And I don't know. I think what businesses are just getting exhausted with spending the time to to train people for them to then not show up because then they can go to unemployment and show that they were looking for a job and it didn't or whatever the case may be. I don't know. It's just people. I don't know if people got comfortable not working. I mean, I enjoy working. I like getting out of the house. I like getting dressed up every morning and going out the door. But I know you're always dressed to the nines. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I I think until we really, Natalia, I really don't know. It's it's so hard. I mean, mm. businesses are really struggling for workforce. I mean, you see people are hiring all over the place. But even if you look like through Indeed, you know, a lot of those wages are asking a lot, and you're they're not paying enough to be able to survive. So it's like. But can the businesses afford to pay somebody more because they're facing? So it's like, it's yeah. it's really really hard. Yeah, it's yeah. It's when um you know when when there's that push for okay we got to raise the minimum wage, and I'm all for it. But if you're you know known as a mom and pop or you're a small business, you cannot afford it. Right. And so if the government does that sort of thing, then they should subsidize Absolutely. part of it because the government is us, the taxpayers, mm-hmm. and I as a taxpayer get frustrated a lot with how the government and i'm not talking about our representatives which i think who i think are really good right. advocates for us senator Rilas and representative duffy uh, i'm talking as as a whole uh, the federal government how it's managed how it manages our money and and by the way when people say hey no we're not paying for it the state is funding it and it's like uh-huh that means us we're the state. Right. We're the local, the state, and the federal taxpayers. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about employment, it's just, I also get frustrated. It's just like, work, will you work and help pay taxes? Mm-hmm. Will you help improve the quali- quality of life where we live? Right. Will you be part of this community? And I feel that there isn't a sense of community, mm-hmm. fundamentally, yeah. of you have to work. That's just the reality of life. And... A, and if you don't like the community, that's fine. Okay, be be a lone a lone person, great. But at least you're contributing to the community. Yeah. And I'm, and we need those tax dollars so that we can fix up, you know, parts of the city that do need fixing up. As you mentioned before, the buildings that are falling apart, the buildings that could be refurbished right. for businesses or for the apartments for sale or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I think there are just too many nonprofits in the city. There's just too many tracts of land, parcels, that do not pay property taxes. And we need those property taxes. Yeah. And businesses, from my point of view, are being asked unfairly to pay much more in a city that has so less. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're a glass half full person. I'm a glass half empty person. <laughs> so I'll leave it to you to uh, what for a positive ending to this conversation. It's great networking. You get to meet other folks in your community. 
You get to help build relationships with other business owners in your community. Show up as you are. You're always welcome, no matter who you are, your what your walk of life is. You know, everyone's welcomed at our chamber and we have so much fun. Um, and we're just we're here to support you. You know, reach out. Let let us know how we can better help serve you what what it is that you're looking for in terms of a business in the city and you know we're happy to see what we can do to make it happen you know and i think businesses just need to keep showing up and doing what you're doing because there's always a light at the end of the tunnel you know you always have to go through discomfort and go through hard times to see fabulous outcomes so you know this is just one of those hard times and at the at the end of it, um, you'll, we'll just all be stronger because we experienced it together. And, you know, Holyoke is a strong community and we have what it takes to to show up. We've been showing up for decades. It's This is not the worst that we've seen it. So high okay. hopes. <laughs> okay. So everybody, you're hearing this positivity from <laughs> a single mother who works two jobs. Thank you so much, Jordan Hart. Gracias. Gracias a ti. Did you say everything you wanted to say? I think so. I didn't I didn't even know that we were doing a podcast, so Oh, 